power of a podcast extends well beyond plugging in the mic. So if you're ready to learn how it can help you build a big business, then I'm your best friend. Hi, I'm Joanne Bolt, and I am obsessed with all things podcasting and creating an unapologetically big revenue business with it. From podcast guesting to podcast hosting and everything in between, we're going to dive into it all and show you step by awesome step how using a podcast can and will grow your business. So grab a glass of wine and pop your headphones on because girlfriend, happy hour has begun here on The Beat Word. Everything is content. And you know that in, like intuitively in the back of your head, but here's the thing, you never necessarily know what you're going to use something for, but everything is content. And when you start looking at it through that lens, get everything recorded with the best audio and video you can and just save it. Yeah. Like if you walked away from today and you're like, I have no idea what I would use that clip for. Don't worry, put it in a Google drive and know how to find it later, whatever your system is for organization. Because at some point down the road, you might think, God, I wish I had that clip. I could use it for. And if you ever have found yourself ever saying that, then that is your like little signal that you have not been recording enough. And I fought this for so long. I fought it because I hated me on video. I didn't want to look back at what my hair looks like on that day. I'm a very Southern voice. Now I've gotten used to hearing it because of the podcast, but yeah, I mean, but let's be honest, I don't want to look back through my own stuff, but now I'm like, no, no, no. Everything is content right down to you know, we can take a 30 second clip from me just saying my best advice to you is get a video crew from day one and good audio and start recording. And guess what? That 30 second clip will probably become a reel on my Instagram or a YouTube short. If that's your favorite mm-hmm. playground or a TikTok if that's where you like to hang out. So don't worry that, you know, you don't necessarily always have a plan in place for the video content. That's where the strategy, like you can throw a spaghetti on the wall and hope for the best. Cause you never know when you're going to use it. I think it's also like about letting it be easy. Like it doesn't need to be, you're sitting there, you're looking at the camera, you have a script. Those, I mean, for me, those don't perform anywhere near. No, like, me neither. No matter what I'm saying, like no matter how like good it is or powerful it is. But when I'm just like have the camera set up and I'm just like doing something in the kitchen or I don't know, it's just showing my life. Then when inspiration hits, I can put text over that. Or a voiceover over that. Like, it's the dumbest shit that, like, performs. Yeah. So, like, you're, she's right. Like, literally just film everything. I have a tripod, like a counter connecting tripod in my kitchen that I can swivel to face any either side of the house. Like, if it was over there, it could face anywhere. There's one in my office. There's one in my room. There's one on my mirror wallet. So, if I want to go live while I'm getting ready, like, just literally, I am the content. So, I have to be able to make everything into content. And when you stop hiding and you stop trying to make it perfect, that's when you blow up. And that's when you really start to impact people Mm -hmm. because you're not trying to make it all perfect. You're just being, yeah. Switching the laundry and having a video like in the back, like it's so dumb. And then the- But it makes you relatable. Yes. And the text on it or the voice of it doesn't even have anything to do with that. No. It's not because I'm a, it's the mom niche. Like I could be talking about business and like, it's just- People just, they're more engaged because you're doing something random in the background. So they can see themselves doing it. Yeah. And you were going to do it anyway. So you might as well just have a little tripod somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
I keep like um, one of those little lavalier mics, mm-hmm. like in all, you know, in all the rooms. And if I'm like, oh, I just had some inspiration, I'll just pop that in the bottom of my phone. And that way the audio on my phone is a little bit better than me just talking. But if I don't have it, I don't stop. I just record anyway. Same. As long as I don't, you know, get undressed by accident in front of the video. I don't care. Well, I'll just, you know, go viral. Right. Help That's us true. Out. Yeah. That's true. Did I ever tell you when Zafra did that once? I, when she was little, she was like three. And she'd like randomly pick up my phone and take pictures all through the house. And the one day I was scrolling back. Apparently she walked into the bathroom and I didn't know what I was drawing. I was like... Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Anna, we have some boundaries here. We need to set down. Also, let me teach you like the flattering angles, yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, she was just trying to help. She heard you needed content. You just wait until she walks in and says, Mom, my friends are listening to your podcast. And then you're like, is this good or bad? I don't know. (laughs) Like, Hunter walked in the other day, and he was horrified. Hunter is my Mm 15-year-old. Horrified. And I'm like, baby, what what is wrong? And he's like, Mom, you know that girl? And he said her name. And he's met this girl at a different high school. And they've been Snapchatting, which is, you know, their way of text messaging. And I'm like... Did she do something inappropriate on Snapchat? And I'm thinking, oh God, you're a boy. Yeah, like, here we I go. Get legal protection here, you know. And he was like, no, we were chatting the other day, and she said something about listening to something or blah blah blah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's my mom. And she was, I listen to your mom's podcast. And I'm like, hey, why is a high schooler listening to my right. podcast? But yeah. and I'm, you know, I had that moment of like. <laughs> <laughs> your friends are listening to my podcast. And of course he's like, my friends are listening to your podcast. But, yeah. Mortifying. So just, yeah. He was horrified. Yeah. But for me, it was like a highlight. So yeah, just, just wait for that to happen. I remember I just met her the entire time my daughter was in high school and my daughter was like mortified. She was like, oh, I see more oh yeah. Your ass music hanging out. Of your butt on your friends. Yeah. Like it's so mortifying. Mm-hmm. It's literally awful. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's awful mom. Please, please, please. Can you wait for my high school? I know. I actually, like, you cannot tell it now, but at one point I was trying to do the whole fitness thing, and then I tried one of the little thongy, and I was like, nope, because one day my daughter's going to look at that and be like, nope, or worse, my son's friends are going to look at that and be like, hey, and I was like, I'm Listen, out. I'm, I'm out. all about it. Like, I'd be like, yeah, that's me, guys. That's ice cream. Now you'll never look at a thonged butt the same way again. <laughs> Listen, we love thick girls. Yeah. Yeah, we thick. Own it. Own it. I'm like, listen, these things walk in the room before I do, and there's just nothing I can do about that. I mean, I've tried to reduce them. They keep coming back. No. Own it. We love it. Yep. We love it. So. All right. Do you guys have any questions for um, us? Yes. Yeah. Go, Becky. When you introduced yourself and you said, I intentionally went viral, what does that mean? How did you do that? Okay. So this was in 2016. So virality was very different then. There was no TikTok and like Instagram didn't really work that way yet. It was like, when did Instagram even come out? Like 2013? Something like that. It was 14? just like, it was like photos. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is going, but it just wasn't. They certainly didn't have reels and It stuff. didn't, yeah, yeah, it just didn't really function that way. It was mm-hmm. like, what was going viral wasn't people like doing dumb things on video. It was stories. And I knew that I, so, okay, I, I was in like a really, really bad place 
with money. And I don't know if, like I've talked about that on my podcast. It's like, I'm happy to answer any questions, but it doesn't ultimately matter. I was just like desperate and determined. So I had seen like people were going viral for these really good like stories and just like where they'd been in their lives and like kind of like triumphant sort of stories, like underdog. And I was just like resonating with that. And I thought, okay, I'm going to like, I literally like mixed manifesting it and just imagining it and like people calling me and wanting to interview me, like coming to my house to like do TV interviews. Like I was literally made a movie about it in my head and played it every single night when I was going to sleep. And then I also studied what went viral. So when something would go viral, I would pick it apart and I'm not a details person. I'm like a visionary feelings person like details just are not my thing but I just wanted to understand it so bad and I noticed like a theme I noticed that people would they were really good at telling the story and the way they led up into it and that's my thing I'm good at that so I started noticing that and then I happened to come across this article by Video Fruit um and they were talking about like stories that go viral and like the outline of a story and they just kind of put words to something that I had been noticing that I couldn't put words to. So I saved that article and I read it like every day. I started crafting my story of being super overwhelmed, really struggling with depression, not wanting to be a mom anymore, literally Googled, I don't want to be a mom anymore. Like, what do I do? And ended up figuring out like I just had so much shit everywhere and was maintaining a life I wanted to be living. I was so overburdened, overwhelmed, unhappy with what it felt like to be a mom and what everyone seemed to have subscribed to. Like this is what being a mom means. Um, and I just got rid of all of our stuff. I completely started over. I got rid of all the stupid toys that kids didn't even play with and just kept like what they loved, kept what I loved, got cleaned out my closet, got everything. And I had so much time, so much space, so much like mental energy. It completely changed my life. It, it healed my, most of my mental health issues. Like I was completely changed. So I wrote that story and it took three months. And then it hit and it went viral and it was like trending over the first Hillary Trump debate and all these crazy things. And then the reporters came to my house and they were filming the story and all the specific, there were specific shows I wanted to be on. Every single thing I imagined happened. So it's through, then it was about stories. Stories still go viral. Mm -hmm. It's just video now. And I have only gone viral for video for negative things. So I won't speak <laughs> to that. But like, I mean, I feel like people throw around viral so much. They do. Now. They viral, do. I mean, like the nation is talking about it. If you go to coffee with a friend, they're like, oh yeah, that one girl that did this yeah. thing. Like, I think that people are like, it's viral. And I look and it's like, you know, 60,000 views. That's not viral. But it, I mean, there isn't I one, but I think it's, no there is no, yeah. To me, it's like, we're, it's, millions yeah. like there's most people that are online are like aware that this has happened to me it's like if my mother knows about it and I didn't tell her it's viral if I'm getting texts like, like that holy shit are you prevalent. okay like this is crazy oh my god I saw you on like that it's yeah like I didn't even like know you and then Joanne started like saying your story and I'm like oh yeah I know that girl she was in Target with like the toothpaste and the tampons and like there you go that's me and I was like, I was like, and then she was like, that's like the power of the story. We're talking about her story. And I was like, yes, the power of story. I, like, I like knew you, but didn't like know you, but I like knew the story because I had like heard it somewhere. Yes. Yeah. So now loosely, I'm a really like intuitive. I think you are too. Uh, intuitive mm -hmm. business owner, intuitive podcaster. Mm -hmm. So I'll just grab the mic and, 
and drop some fire that came up and then whatever. But if I am planning out an episode, I try to bring in the same kind of story, like starting with how I currently feel or how I felt and just really being honest. Like it's embarrassing to admit, like I did not want to be a mom. I had three beautiful, healthy babies. Like everything was fine. And I was so unfulfilled and unhappy. And in that moment, that I shared that, it was recently true. So it felt really scary to say that. And people were really mean, but more people were seen and helped. So it was, it's like telling the story, connecting with how like the real vulnerability, the shit that no one talks about is kind of my, my thing. And I think why people connect with me and connect with you as well. Mm-hmm. You're very similar. Um, when we were doing our interview, I got off the phone <laughs> and told Ashley, my girl Ashley, I was like, that's my main bitch. I liked her. Because <laughs> it was just like, oh my God, Same. so refreshing. Like you weren't like, okay. <clears throat> Welcome to the, I'm just like, okay. not Oprah, like, and, uh, but it's fine. But it's just like being, re- being real, being chill and being real when it's scary. Like everybody's like, oh, I'm so real. Like my house is a mess. There's like two things on the floor. (laughs) But like being real, like I'm just not, I've not been okay. Like, oh my God, like I feel like this about my body. And like, has anyone else felt like this? I feel like this about marriage. Has anyone else felt like like whatever is being really open and then being super transparent about the process to get out. If that's what the episode is about. Like that was the viral story. It was about how I got out. And being like real, like I really fought this. I didn't want to do this or I really fucked this part up. Like I did like this. I, I tried this and it really negatively impacted my kids. So I went back and let people come at you, like own your mistakes and be really open because those mistakes are important. They're yours. They're not something to like glaze over. It's part of your story. And if someone is going to come at me for the mistakes I've made, they're not my, they're not my people. Those mistakes are precious. They're a part of it. So I share all of them. And if they want to get misunderstood, that's fine. If you don't know me well enough to have my phone number and text me for clarification, then you don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. (laughs) So, but I'm, I'm owning the mistakes. I'm sharing everything. And then I'm giving actionable steps that make people feel seen and supported so that they're relating my brand to like, oh, no, she actually like helps though. And that's been my process for pretty much all of my episodes and all of my social media content, unless it's like, you know, something fun or light. And you have to be prepared too, if you're going to take your podcast from being just a little something you do to actually being a piece of your business and your brand, like you've got to be prepared. You know, we talked earlier about stripping it all down and being vulnerable and some people will react negatively. Mm-hmm. You know, like I shared about getting abducted in real estate and I had agents who were like, oh, I can't believe you let yourself get in that situation. Well, honey, I didn't let myself get in anything. But they, and they do, they love to victim blame or they love to, you know, get onto you for not wanting to be a mom or they, but those are the people that I'm like, okay, you have to develop that thick skin to be like, I don't need you listen to my podcast and I'm okay with that. But you also have to be okay knowing, going into it that at some point it's going to occur. So if you're not okay with that, then podcasting and social media is not the avenue you need to take. And I will just say that right now. 
There's like a general attitude. I just was dealing with this in my comments yesterday about the membership. There's a general attitude that still shocks me. I don't know why, because it's just like every time I do anything, especially something that's a change or bold or just different at any growth in any of any kind, there's this attitude of like, Every single thing that you do is supposed to be exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm so bad at this. Yeah. They want it. And everything that you do is supposed to be for me. But I liked courses. Mm-hmm. Well, do you but not you don't still anymore. have them? Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the one that was staying up all night breastfeeding a baby and raising three toddlers and building this. So I don't like courses anymore. Bye. Like it's the, it's crazy. Like the entitlement and then they will flip it around on you and put that on you. Like you're so selfish and entitled. Like, Oh, you're different in a bad way. And so it's like, well, your their, their desire for how your business goes is selfish. It's all, it's very one sided. Um, and then it's crazy because every person is thinking that. So there's no way you're going to make them all happy because they all have their own version of what they think you should be doing. So truly, it's so cliche, but truly, like if you feel a pull, do it, do it scared, do it shit your pants terrified and know that people are going to come at you. But if you do make a mistake, like I have made many mistakes. And like I said, I used to hide from them or try to pretend or bury it or pretend it didn't happen. No, now I own it because it's proof that I'm human and it's part, it's my process. You don't get to you don't get to put that judgment on me. And if it's not something that you like, don't join it. Yeah. I didn't steal your credit card and put it in. Like, don't, don't join it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, or, you know, you're not being listen. forced. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. Yeah. Don't it's unsubscribe. Okay. Don't you listen. Know, this is not a vaccine you are being forced to get if you want or don't want. <laughs> right? Like, right? Sorry. Like, you there's know. bigger, for real though, there's huge things in our world to be upset about. And right. you are like, on guess Reddit what? all when night When April 15 comes around, you do actually have to pay your taxes. You don't have to pay me for my membership. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's Fine. safe to unsubscribe. Everything is okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it just it can it can fuck with you. Yeah, I love that you shared that. It's actually something I'm like really. Are you done with your question? I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> we just go on and on and on. Yeah, so I'm really struggling with in my business right now. I actually just had this conversation with Chris last week because I've evolved a lot in the last six months, especially since joining the mastermind, and I've changed a lot of things. I've changed a lot of pricing. I've changed a lot of things in my business. <laughs> And my community has almost like turned on me a little bit. Yeah. Like they have said, and I mean, like they've said, like, oh, she's changed, she's evolved, she's not the same Jill, she has these new boundaries, she's doing all these things, and it's and it's and it's like you want to stay and you want to like appease your community that you've grown, mm-hmm. but then you also want to like evolve and move, and like, you're scared because they're not moving as quickly. So then there's like this gap, right? It's like they're not moving as quickly, they're not expanding as quickly, so there's like this gap because they're not jumping as quick into the new offers mm-hmm. because they haven't, they're not growing as quick as you are. But think of it this way. Sorry, can I jump in? Yeah, please. Like, you should never have the same coach year after year, right? No. right? Because honestly, if you have the same coach, either you're not evolving or they're not evolving with you. Like, that coach is there for a time period in your life to teach you something. And if they're doing their job right, and I always used to tell this to people when I coached you, if I do my job right, then like you should fire me in six months to a year. And if I still have you two years from now, like I'm doing something wrong or you're doing something wrong. So to me, like if you're evolving a membership and I went through that too, when I went from the real estate community to where I am now, like people are like, Oh my God, 
you've left them behind. Well, yeah, I actually had. Not everybody is supposed to come with you. Not everyone's supposed to come with you and that's okay. But think of it in terms of like, well, where they are right now, they, they need a different type of mentor. They need a different type of coach. And you are opening the door for yourself to have different people walk into your world. They walked in the first time they walk in the second time. Do you know who comes to mind for this is Taylor Swift. Like what she came from and what grew her to extreme fame she literally had to like break away from it and be polarizing and abandon like her roots. And that was so scary for her. Then she did it again by moving into a totally different genre, which has not been done successfully before. Then she did it again with like folklore and evermore and these like, what we got. Okay. We're folk now. Got it. And everyone just <laughs> okay. loved these, this era's tour. Like the ones that are meant to come with her have come with her. And there are so many that, it feels like everyone loves her, but they do, they not. do not. No, they, they do, do not. not. She is so, polarizing. So, I, I mean, I was watching it with my daughter, like, watching the on TikTok, and I was just like, man, like, this is such an example of she just does what she wants. She does what she feels because she's the one that this was given to. I'm the one that this idea was given to. And I'm sure that other people have been given the idea, but they are not the ones that stayed up all night and stood up and fought to make it happen. So it's mine. All the mistakes that led to it, everything is mine. So I will do what I feel led to do. And it is not meant to make you happy or to appease you or make you think that I'm smart. I don't care. Until you left this comment, I did not know you existed. (laughs) So, and that's, and I think they they know that and they feel that. So they want to like, uh, like I'm unfollowing you because, because you wouldn't have noticed if I didn't say this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, think about Perfect. it too. You're entrepreneurs. You left the corporate world for a reason. It's because mm-hmm. you didn't want to stay in their lane. You didn't want to do things how your corporate boss told you how to do it. Like you wanted to blaze your own path. So the blaze your own path. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's not scary. But when you find your tribe of people that like blink arms with you and say, okay, girl, I got you. I don't know what the hell you're doing right now, but I got you anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be at the end of the road with a cocktail. Like mm-hmm. just blaze, blaze the path and be okay with it. And no, like you may take a dip in revenue and then it'll go right back up. Because yeah. if you, again, if you built it the first time, you'll build it again. Yeah. And I think no one talks about that enough, the dip in revenue. Yeah. Like it does happen. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, both. Okay. So I'm new to human design, but I am a four six projector. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Um, I wish I was a generator sometimes. <laughs> I'm a generator. Wait, you are. did you just say I missed it? I wish I was a generator sometimes because it's like this three or four hour a day window <coughs> of power. Like I can get done, like triple what most people can, but I'm so dead after that. Like there's nothing left to give. So it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes I wish I wasn't an eight. Supposed to be. I'm an eight too. Because we can really like people either love eights or they hate eights. Yeah. Like there's it's not like a lot of in between. The bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Like resting bitch face, the yeah. eights own that shit. Yeah. So. I can do pretty well too. Is there someone calling you to get it? No, it's scam. Um, but yeah, I'm an eight on the Enneagram with a seven wing. So, yeah. Yep, same. It's like perfect for what we do though. Yeah, I think so. We just gotta be, for me being a projector, I have to be a master delegator. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I can get too much on my plate and not delegate enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like my admins, I want like, will to do you that, get out of the back end of stuff? I'm like, but I can make so much stuff happen. Yeah. It's just like, I can make She's it prettier. She's like, and you mess it all up for me. I'm like, well, okay. Well, that's your problem. Yeah. For you to fix. <laughs> so. 
Such good boss. I it up to you. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> That's such an eight thing to say. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we need t-shirts. Sorry, but like not really. Sorry, but no. Like my kids know I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. So my kids are not eights. And no, Hunter will always look at me. He's mine. like, if you S and S me again, <laughs> and I'm like, you're such a 15 year old to have shortened that to the term S and S. Yeah. Sorry, not At this point, when I text my daughter, I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? She's like, I K R R N. I'm like, what the? Just stop. Lol. Emily pulled that. Yeah. Lol. And I'm like, what is lol? And she's like, mom, you just said L O L. And I'm like, well, I didn't say it. Lol. I said annoying. LOL. So annoying. Hate not being cool anymore. Sorry. We digress. Questions? Go ahead. Amy? So my question is because I'm a nine, I'm a pacemaker. So how do you say no, you didn't meet my publication standards without burning a bridge? Your publication standard? Oh, like to, no, like, to not have someone on your episode? It's a really bad interview. Mm. Mm. All they did was pitch themselves the entire time, like required way too much redirection, or they had horrible audio. So I actually, um, I actually write up front will tell people, I would love to have an interview with you due to the number of interviews that I do. And I, you know, I do release one every single week. However, I can't promise you that your interview will actually ever go live. If it does, we'll let you know, obviously we'll send you all the links and we'll celebrate it with you. And if we, if we choose for whatever reason not to, we'll, I'll send you an email and let you know, I'm not trying to waste your time, but Sometimes audio doesn't work or sometimes what we're talking about will not appease, you know, or will not be a benefit to my audience. And that's not going to actually work well for you either. And we wanted to always portray you in your best light. Mm-hmm. And when I say it that way, there, I've never had anyone be like, well, then I won't do the interview. Because if you always kind of flip it around, like it's in your best interest, if it wasn't a great recorded audio or if it's not going to really actually appeal to my audience right now, but don't worry, we'll put it in the vaults. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always just up front say it may not be aired. I did have one woman. She's like, can we re-record it? I'm like, no. no. You got one time. I don't have the time. I don't. I mean, shit happens, right? right. Like you show yeah, up. I, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I'm like, Occasionally I'll be interviewing, you know, and the dog will run through the office and like all the cords will get ripped out. I mean, like you, okay, that happens. But, you know, usually, usually if I say no, I'm not going to re-record. It's because I already got the vibe that like this is not not going to work. There's not a connection. I think also like I, I view it as my number one job is to protect the time of the listener and like know that like if she's especially like with our niche, like if they're taking time away from their babies and like all the busyness and they're putting those headphones in, it needs to elevate the fuck out of her. And I can't control that someone else didn't show up. Oh my God. Or just, I did a, some people need, some people need media training for real. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I understand that not everyone like has it or it doesn't come naturally or whatever, but get media training. Don't come like I recently interviewed. I don't remember her name, but it, it, she was a doctor and she was brilliant and she was so boring. I can't air. I just can't. I was, if you're sleeping through your own interview, I, your audience will too. I could not focus. <laughs> I wrapped it up in like 15 minutes. Like it was so bad. And she's emailed and I just had Ashley say, like, sorry, I just didn't really – it's not a fit right now. It didn't really meet our standards for where the podcast is right now and the topics we're doing right now, which is true. So it's fine. It didn't make the cut. 
And I think you have to, like, the peacemaker, like, my mom is a nine, too, and I always, she's a life coach. (laughs) I always have to talk to her. I'm like, it's, like, let it, let them be, like, oh, okay, well, like, let them be upset. Like, let them. Can you just make your mantra, like, let them? It's okay. It has nothing to do with me. Your job is to be the peacemaker for your community in terms of the episodes. Like, you're protecting them. Because if you are being nice to her, you might piss off. Someone else. else. And that being pissed off about that, something that you knew, but you just didn't want to be mean. Yeah. That's not, yeah, that's not your job. Or worse, if you put on the wrong person on your, your, you know, podcast and you, you're recording, you're editing, nothing could make it sound any better. And you still chose to do that. What you're really telling your listener is thanks. No, thanks. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry, not sorry. I don't care enough about you as a listener to have made sure this audio is correct or this person didn't say what they did or, you know, just wanted to check it off the list. Yeah. I just needed someone on the podcast and therefore you're doing, you know, you're, you're really risking your audience bouncing off of your podcast permanently. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, one of the worst interviews I ever had was with a communications expert. (gasps) Oh, that's ridiculous. It was the most forced, awkward conversation. Like, I cannot air this. I can't. I just... Yeah, no. Yeah. It is awkward. It is. It, it, like, we all know it's so awkward. I to most people. Like, that's what I did 16 freaking years. I had make small talk with people that I didn't about. Yeah. So you're like, I, even I, I can't do this. Like, my struggle is I actually hate small talk. <laughs> I'm kind of a give it to me in bullet points, just mm-hmm. tell it to me straight. Like, I don't want to talk too much fluff and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I struggle sometimes with people on the podcast who I'm like, you could have told me that story or taught me that aspect in 15 seconds and you need 15 full minutes. I literally think that every time I think it's an eight thing too. Like, Maybe it is. Because I did that with like people that I love too. I'm like, okay. Done. Let's, wait. So basically what you're saying in the last 20 minutes is you are craving sushi. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we could have wrapped that up. I know. I feel so mean, though. <laughs> See, okay. I'm like, whatever. Just... Okay. Yeah. It's like, just, I just like, I don't know. It just didn't matter. And it's not, it's not interesting to us. And, and especially if it's on a podcast, like it's literally your job to come and be interesting. So it's fun tough. fact. And I mean, I'll share something I've never actually shared out loud before. One of the reasons my episodes are 30 minutes or less, even my guest interviews, is A, and I have shared this piece, people have the attention span of a gnat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just don't believe that they're going to you know, stay with you that long. But my other reason that I haven't ever shared out loud is that way if I do have an interview that I'm not loving, mm-hmm. it gives me a great excuse to wrap it up. Because you know, walking into my podcast, unless you're somehow on there and have never heard it before, that my episodes are not an hour long. Like yeah. they are 15 to 20 minutes. So if you can't get your shit done in that kind of time, that's on you, but it gets me an out. Yes. And then if it goes much Same. longer than that, I figure out how to break it up into two podcast episodes. For sure. <laughs> but yeah. it, it just gives me an out. It sets a boundary without me having to be mm-hmm. rude about it. You just finished another episode of the B Word Podcast. Cheers to you. If I were with you, I would literally pop a big old bottle of Prosecco and pour you a glass. Since I'm not, why don't you do the next best thing and share this episode with one of your besties? Because we all know you've got that one girlfriend that needs to hear it. Thanks, friends.